Welcome to the No Business Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Leahy. Well, you're not the host. Because I'm the host. What are you thinking? You just said you were the host of the show, but you're not the, the host because I'm the sh- host of the show. Um, what makes you qualified to be the host of this podcast? I just said I'm the host, so that makes me the host. I mean, we're both just beginners in this industry, and you're already taking claim of, of our baby, dude. Uh, yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, can I see a CV of your qualifications for you to be the host of this you podcast? CV? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> The fact that you don't know what a CV is proves that you're not qualified to be the host of this podcast. Okay. Name one other podcast host who has a CV. Me. Okay. That's not relevant. Uh, pretty sure it, it is relevant, but, you know, whatever. Why don't you see D's, all right? You know, oh, God, dude. Okay. We've already wasted enough of these great people who are listening's time. Um. So, All right, so. Yeah, so uh, this is. Sorry, uh, so I'm the host. Yeah, okay. He's the quotations host of today's episode. Okay, well, we'll table this. We'll we'll come back to this at this, some other point. This will definitely be a discussion, a debate uh, for discussion yes. later on. But um, anyway. Yeah, so uh, like I said before, I'm Zach Leahy, host of the No Business Podcast. Okay. Um, and that's uh, Jordan, who's also talking talking amongst you guys uh he uh, Who is the host of the show yeah so um yeah this is the no business podcast and uh welcome yeah welcome we're um we'll describe you know talk about ourselves a little bit so i'm zach obviously i uh work uh in the sports industry for a professional soccer team that i love very much oh my god is the story end dude you know Jesus. stop dude what you dude no cyberbullying okay <laughs> <laughs> Damn, but, uh, sorry, dude. Yeah, seriously, dude. People got feelings, but um, nah, yeah, you know, I love working in the sports industry. It's it's been a dream of mine. Um, so you know, that's basically it. That's basically all about my life, basically. That's you in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, how about you? I, I know how much you love nutshells, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That was a not funny joke. So you're probably wondering why the audio quality is so good. Uh, it's because me and Zach are on opposite sides of the country. He's in New Jersey. I'm in California. So that's uh, you, you that's an, why it sounds so good. You an actor yet? I am actually. Yeah, I'm a world famous actor. What, what? But I can't pronounce any of the stuff I'm in, so I don't have to tell you what it is. Okay, good. It's all international. It's international. Do you think I've seen any anything like you, you like uh, cameos? Oh, no, I don't think so. Like what? Nah, it's all international, foreign films. Jeez, dude, good for you. But well, I, I've uh, yeah, your, I've been your friend. You know, I've been your friend for a long time, and I, I we we talk almost every week. And I don't think you've ever mentioned yourself being an actor. So uh, anyway, the goal of the show, we're playing off the name No Business. Um, should, should we tell the, Should we tell the story about? Yes, yeah, like, I was gonna say it's actually a really funny story how we came up with it. Uh, you start. I mean, I, I I you know I tell the first part of it a little bit good, but you finish it off pretty well. Um. You know me finishing it off. Yeah, exactly. So uh, around November, we were, you know, the off season for my season was kicking in, and uh, it was it was kind of boring and didn't really have much to do. So uh, one random day, I just kind of gave Jordan a call, and I was like, "Yo, do you?" Oh, well, I was telling him about how I, you know, I wanted to do some with my time and some towards. Yeah. So like, he texted me that pretty late at night, just out of nowhere. And then I get the weird text, and he's like, let's start a podcast. And I'm like, oh, geez, I have so many questions. So then we had like an hour or two long conversation about all of it. And uh, 
we were trying to come up with the name and the premise and uh zach was like all right so like let's define our audience and then who we are and then that'll sort of you know we'll get ideas from that so he's like who are we who are we dude and i'm like oh my god that's a loaded question um i'm like we're just two guys who have no business starting a podcast but we're gonna do it anyway and before either of us could or before i could say anything else he jumps in name of the podcast no business and lightning struck i'm a genius oh my god that's it i'm a genius man trademark that put it down yeah yeah and but we wanted to be safe so we thought of many other options but that that just stuck that was that was the one from the start yeah but you know and now we're here man it's 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 weird because you know it was just kind of just a a fantasy and now we're making it into reality and it's honestly really awesome yeah when i first saw the text my initial reaction was like shut the fuck out this dude's full of shit (laughs) (laughs) but now we're actually doing it and it's it's so weird yeah Um, but you know this this show's kind of centered around how we you know we have our own expertise but we want to you know we're curious about well yeah playing off of the name no business we so we have this podcast but we have nothing to talk about because we don't know shit about anything we have no business there you go talking about anything so we're gonna have people on that do know what they're talking about and do have business speaking about their respective fields and helping us learn and be more informed and more well-rounded members of society and also being funny in the process well yeah that too hopefully yeah you know can only do our best i know i'm not a funny guy but doing my best out here dude don't put yourself down dude you know you always look pretty funny looking so wow dude okay well i'm done we're not all right cool that actually works out great uh so we're taking applications for a new host um if you know anyone or you're uh you have your cv ready to be a host come on come on down you know i thought you know i thought we had some good going here and i thought we were gonna kick off even though we are gonna be billionaires by the end of this episode yeah, isn't that that's the craziest part? Yeah, you know, you know, we're not that's even the craziest part. I don't know how I'm gonna deal with the fame. Yeah, you know, we we came on as nobodies, and we're gonna end this first episode as professional podcasters. Yeah, it's insane. I just can't believe it. I know. Like, dude, we already we already have fan mail. Can you believe that? I, you're lying, dude. No, I swear, I swear. Do you want me to read one? I mean, go ahead, dude. Read a couple, if honestly. Yeah, yeah. Are they, Here, I got a good one. I got they, a good one. Right are they now. good? I I think they're pretty good. Let's listen. Um, I'm curious. Yeah, you might not like this one, but I sure enjoy it. Hey, you know, sometimes you you know you don't get what you want, and you just gotta listen and take the criticism, and you just move on, from that, right? You're absolutely right. Um, so this one here is from young man Timmy, age six, from Seattle, Washington. Wait, hold up, real quick, before you continue. Did you say this kid's six years old? Oh yeah, he's six years old. This this can't be a. At least that's what he wrote. This can't be a. Timmy, age six, Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Yeah, this can't be a well-written letter by this kid. Well, you might be surprised. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Salutations, gentlemen. So that debunks that. I wanted to begin by expressing my fandom of your program. I've been tuning in for several several years, and I'm quite impressed at the level of brevity the show brings to my day-to-day routine. The eloquence exuded every week is only overshadowed by the frivolous nature of your back-and-forth exchanges. What I find most facetious is the fact that Zach wholeheartedly believes he's one of the hosts. Couldn't agree more. 
Jordan, I give you all the credit in the world for exacerbating his cattywampus ideology and bestowing a platform unto him. Reminiscent of uh, one of my schoolmates who was able to fulfill his dream and meet his boyhood idol, John Cena, thanks to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It's exactly like that. Timmy, you're spot on. Bless you, my son. Thank you. Zach, take full advantage of the time you have left, bitch. It goes quick. Ciao for now. Oh, my God. I mean, I love that one. I think I only have one thing to say. What's that? So I want this kid on to... to do, I want this kid oh, on yeah, to we'll debate have on. his stance. How is this six-year-old going to... Gonna, gonna tell me to enjoy the rest of my life it's gonna go quick look you should be thanking him that's that's good advice take full advantage of the time left yeah he's not he's not wrong but but yeah well that's that's uncalled for who's teaching this six-year-old this language i mean obviously he's getting it from somewhere so i would like to have him and his parents on to debate this debate this letter because i'm assuming his parent wrote that for him i mean could be could not we'll have him on We'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. But that was a great one to start off with. Uh, thank you for writing in, Timmy, if you're listening. Yeah, thanks a lot. So that's the, that's the one I wanted to share uh, today. You know, that's... And I just can't believe we already have fan mail. It's insane. Did, did we have more than that one? Uh, we did, but I want to save them. Oh, of course, of course. Shoo. But before we continue, let's... If anybody else out there wants to send in fan mail, questions, feedback, you can... Either follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Biz Podcast, N O B I Double Z Podcast, and you can also email us at No Business Pod at Gmail dot com. Please send in anything; we're more than willing to answer any questions. And you know, you don't know if that you know your question will appear on a pod at some point, but. You know, yes. Yeah. Any sort of feedback, comments, questions, concerns, anything. More Zach hate mail is always appreciated. Yeah, you you know what? Just keep sending the hate mail, and it build it builds my confidence. It just builds it up until a six year old comes and knocks it all down. Dude, I can see you wiping tears off your eyes. You're not fooling anyone. You're in L.A., dude. How are you seeing me right now? <laughs> I'm everywhere, dog. <laughs> Jesus. So our guest for this week. Um, is a very talented man by the name of Dan Brink, a uh, videographer based in Los Angeles. And we had a fantastic interview with him, very informative, very entertaining, um, that I think you're really going to enjoy. So here that is. Here is that. Oh, my God. Woo! Yeah. Whoopee! Wow, very cool. Who? Uh, all right, great. Uh, so with us, uh, sort of in studio, is the great Dan Brink. What's uh, up? Thanks for being here. How we doing? We're great. We're totally awesome. Thank you for awesome. having me. No, it's a pleasure. So I'm actually looking at one of your business cards right here. Oh, I gosh. fucking love this thing. <laughs> this is really, really cool. That could have gone one of two ways. Either you fucking loved it or get this out of my face. So I, I appreciate the uh, the compliment on that. No, this is really cool. I've never seen like something like this before. Like The feel is just it's immaculate. Yes, yeah, so for, I guess, everyone listening, my business card is pretty much, I designed it in the vein of an old VHS tape cover, like those ones that you'd buy at the store to like put your own videos onto, just because I love nostalgia and I love the 90s. And I was like, what represents me? So I went that route and I paid primo dollar for those <laughs> business cards. 
together. Oh, yeah. She's, oh, she's thick, all right. Oh, she's thick, so. <laughs> got to send me a copy. Yeah, it looks well, like Well, I mean, it was worth every penny because I'm mesmerized by this thing. I can't put it down. Good, because I'm broke now, and it was all because of those business cards. So as long <laughs> as long as that worked out. Fantastic. <laughs> so it says on here you are a director of photography. Yes. Um, what is because i mean obviously me and zach know all about that so for everyone listening who might not know what exactly is a director of photography what is their role or purpose yeah so um in film you know there's a lot of different departments just like with any other job um and the director of photography is pretty much the top dog in the camera department so anything that has to do with the camera, what's going, you know, into what the camera sees and picks up um, is pretty much my, you know, my job. I, I have uh, all the say in that, whereas the director primarily focuses on the talent or the actors and, you know, what he wants to see from them. And the director, the director is the top dog on set. Um, so it'd be like the director and then the director of under him um but yeah my main focus is in the camera department and creating pretty pretty images okay so are are you the one operating the camera or are you overseeing how the camera's being operated or how what's the split there or the yeah i mean um every dp or director of photography is different um some people choose to operate the camera and then others will choose, you know, just to kind of be a little more hands off so they can focus on other things. But uh, I choose to operate, at least right now. I think it's fun. It's engaging. And uh, I like I like to have my hands uh, on the camera itself. Um, so that might change. Okay. But uh, as for now, that's what I enjoy doing. Right. Like getting your hands dirty. I like that. Yeah, of course. Perfect. So now was there a specific moment in the past that made you say to yourself, like, okay, this is what I want to do for a living with the rest of my life whatever like was there a specific moment that made you think that um I think it would be cliche to say yes um however I think with me I've kind of gone through a um a learning process if you will of just trying to figure out who I am and what I'm good at and kind of follow that path um growing up I was always very creative and I love to build things. So I always thought, you know, I would do something like that. And essentially what I do now is still in that same vein of being creative and you get to build, you know, a film from the ground up. Um, so that's cool. And then, you know, loving sports. I always thought I was going to be pro at something just like every other, but I think, you know, sports kind of taught me how to work with a team and, get the job done like t together as a group, which I do now. And then I would play in bands throughout high school. And I think that's similar with the creativity and working together as a group. So I kind of just kept taking these steps towards something that I didn't know what it was. And then one day I picked up a camera and just really loved taking photos. And then I started getting into filming and I realized I liked that even more. And then I kind of just kept doing it and doing it. And then now I'm in Los Angeles and this is the place to be. And I find myself doing it and loving it. So I enjoy it. That's amazing. Yeah. Like you said, you're certainly the right place for it. Yeah, exactly. But no, um, no, no, no defining moment. I think it's a, a collection of defining moments. 
Okay. So you say more of like a trial and error? Yeah, yeah for sure. Sort of and and okay. I, I think I think everybody kind of should continue to have those trials and errors with life because, you know, it, I think uh, it's easy to get bored of things, but I think that's okay. And it's as long as you keep trying to find things that you enjoy and things that make you happy, it's just keep following those those paths. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I couldn't have said it better myself. Great advice. Um, yeah, you said it, Zach. Um, so before we continue, what are some of your high school band names? Because I, I didn't <laughs> mention that, and I was very I, curious. I don't know if I love this question, but I will participate. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, Humorous, so just a bit. My first band in middle school. Oh boy. Um, was named uh, literally like the moment after I thought I knew how to play an instrument, I started a band and I definitely did not <laughs> Naturally. Know how to play an instrument at all. Um, but the first band I was in was called My First Point. Ooh, wow. So I guess you could say that's my first point of band, but I don't know where that name came from. Dude, um, I'm not lying right now. Like, I just got the chills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just grasping at straws here trying to make things connect in any way. Fantastic. In any way, shape, and form. I'm here for it. Um, and then after that, I think the next band was called Flash to Flare. Again, Ooh, I don't know like why. That. I don't know where that came from, but Flash to Flare. I, rem- I distinctly remember always hating my band names but never being able to come up with something better um i was very hard on myself with band names but uh yeah i don't know um and then in i high like school, that flash the flare that's strong yeah, and then, no matter what it means yeah no and i don't think it means anything so um, <laughs> even better uh and then in high school i was in I guess one band through high school. No, two bands, I guess. So first part of high school was the Summer Skyway. Um, and that was uh, that was an interesting point in my life. I met a lot of people, a lot of good friends that I still have today through that band. And uh, a lot of friends I don't have anymore through that band, but, you know, learned a lot. Um, and then to wrap up high school and then through college, the last band I was in was called Tried and True. Um, tried and true yeah. wow so that's all my bands i gave you all of them <laughs> no i love it i love it i can see the, your progression through the names oh, I, love I hope so <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious um so back to the uh director of photography mm-hmm. delio are you what are you primarily shooting then if you're the one that's hands-on and you're sort of writing your own ship right now um, um in terms of shooting do you mean like what types of projects or sure yeah that's that's pretty much exactly what i meant yeah that's a much better way to say it (laughs) thank you yeah no problem um i so primarily right now currently i do uh, a lot of music video stuff um for bands and artists but that's kind of a placeholder thing for me right now i definitely love doing it but i definitely want to break more into narrative you know short films or feature um eventually you know find myself being able to say oh that's my film you know that's in a theater that people can go to and watch um but yeah primarily right now it's music videos i have done some some narrative stuff um but i'm also just you know playing the field seeing what i like to do trying new things and just going going with the flow yeah no i hear that that's uh, yeah i love that 
Jordan, if um, I could if I could ask a question real quick. No, please jump in. Uh, Dan, I'm curious, um, you know, being director of uh, photography, like, do you have any inspirations or people like maybe famous DPs that you look up to in the industry? <laughs> I hate that question only because <laughs> only because I'm not a film nerd at all. And I like <laughs> most DPs and directors are total film nerds. And, um, you know, they could probably name 30 guys off the top of their head. They're like, I love his work. I'm just not that person. Uh, so I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are some people where I look at the work. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. But uh, I couldn't really list them off too much. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm also just trying to find my own, my own um, brand and image. Um, like I said, you know, I love nostalgia. I love um I love thinking, you know, back into the past. I love time. So um, that's kind of the route that I'm looking to take right now with my work. And maybe there's DPs and directors who also do that. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just look forward rather than looking behind. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that doesn't really answer your question too much. But I, I know if anybody, any film people are listening, they're probably going to be like, what? Like, come on. I just I just don't think about those things and I, I probably should and I have had conversations with other DPs that I know who are like yeah you have to watch you know all these films and really learn and I, I do watch a lot of film but for whatever reason you know I can't give you names of people because I just don't pay attention and I definitely should no you know I like that You're shaping your own path creating your own brand and image you know I like that yeah, I feel like, and I feel like it's okay. It's totally fine. You say you should watch this stuff. I don't know if that's necessarily true because, like, you not doing that and not, for lack of a better word, being inspired by other DPs, that's the only, and correct me if I'm wrong, I could be talking out of my ass, but only true 100% way of you to form your own completely authentic brand image. Like, this is Dan Brink. Yeah. And it's not from anyone else it's completely you know you yeah i mean i respect a lot yeah i definitely agree with that and i think that's kind of how i look at it but from the viewpoint of oh you should watch films i think it is important to see what has been successful in terms of showing emotion a story and all that so you know i think i i think i look at films and watch films for that aspect but maybe not for the film nerd aspect of like this person worked on this this person shot it this is the person who directed it i kind of just right. take it at face value i guess okay that's fair yeah uh so now you said you shoot mostly music videos right yep so now what in your opinion is the most from an outside pers- outside perspective most underappreciated or overlooked part of the entire process that goes into shooting, whether it's a music video or, you know, those narratives or short films that you were mentioning. Yeah. For a second, I was like, oh, oh, I don't know how to answer this. But the first thing that pops in my head, which I think is just the right answer, is the the preparation that kind of goes into any project. A lot of people kind of just think that you can and shoot something and there you have it. But a lot of people don't know all the work that really goes into it beforehand, whether it's location scouting and seeing what places that, you know, work for the scene or, you know, storyboarding and planning all the shots out. Um, Because on set, you know, there's not a lot of time to get this stuff done, especially, you know, when you're on the come up and you don't have a lot of money for a lot of your projects, you know, you have to spend money 
to make a film. You have to spend a lot of money to make a film. And people don't understand that time is money. And to save time and to save money, you have to do a lot of the work beforehand. So I think a lot of people just kind of, you know, say, oh, you can shoot anything, you know, show up today and shoot this. And it's like, yeah, like I can do that. And I could probably get you a good you know, product, but we take a week or two or however long and, you know, plan it and do the, do the work beforehand. You know, I think it would go a long way. So I think that would be the most underappreciated thing um, because also people don't like paying for that. They don't like paying right you know someone for their prep work they just want to pay for the product and i get that you know but um you know when you spend a thousand dollars on an iphone you're not just spending a thousand dollars on the iphone you're spending money on the research and development that got that phone where it is so right i think people don't understand that it probably in every you know everything in life with anything that they spend money on or, or consume or or anything yeah, no, I love that answer. So then playing off that, are you, so you're saying all the legwork and people don't want to pay for that. So, you know, it costs a lot of money, obviously, like you said, are you doing all that where you're at in your career right now? Are you doing that mostly yourself or do you have like a team with you? I think I, it's definitely split. It depends on the project. Um, okay. You know, if I'm taking on a lower budget project, then yeah, I would say I'm probably taking on most of that. Um but if there's projects that do have the budget for a team, work with a team, even if I'm taking a lower cut, it's going to come out better. Project, there's more, you know, some people might say too many cooks in the in the kitchen, but with film, there's a lot of, you know, positions and people understand how that role works and they know their, their, their place in the hierarchy. And um, so when people know all that, and you can bring all those people in. It kind of just puts everything in, in, in check and in line. And things just kind of can roll smoothly. Um, as long as, like I said, those people understand how it works and what their job is on the project. But, yeah, I think right now where I'm at is definitely a give and take. Sometimes I'm doing a lot of it. Sometimes I have a team. I'm definitely trying to take that next step currently to get onto bigger projects uh, with a higher budget that can you know allow that but uh, it's fun both ways I, I don't really enjoy I mean I don't not enjoy doing it myself it, you learn a lot along the way and um, I think that's very important but it's also nice to have less on your plate a lot of you know less stress in life but for sure yeah I think uh, every project's different and that's also what's so unique and fun about uh, the film industry yeah, absolutely. So when you say uh, low budget, high budget, like what is the like, give me like ballpark figures for the differences there. Like what's the cutoff of low budget, high budget, some sort of figures that so we can get, get an idea. for. Yeah, it. I think I think um, it's hard to do that. It depends on the project. But like, just to put it in perspective, usually like the industry standard is like, okay, you know, you have a director, you have a a dp you have an editor those like key pieces usually get 10 percent of a budget so if you if you think about it like you know if, if someone gives me a budget of hey i have 500 bucks it's like okay like i can't have a dp director and editor if the budget's 500 bucks because 10 percent of that is you know 50 bucks each like, right no one, no one can live off 50 bucks for a project you know that's probably at least a day you know and if if it's a day it's eight hours 
and you, you you know you divide you divide 50 by eight that's way 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 below sure. wage so um, right you know six it, and a half bucks yeah so it all depends on like um, you know it could be five thousand dollars is is a nice you know starting point because maybe you can't get an editor but you can get a, uh, a director who edits and he'll get you know 10 percent for directing and maybe an extra five percent for editing you know for a total of 15 percent so he's looking at you know i don't know i can't do math maybe 650 bucks or something um out of Close that budget enough. yeah right but uh yeah so um i would say low budget when you're doing things yourself is probably under like two thousand dollars at least for where i'm at right now and maybe anything above that um allows me to maybe bring on some extra people to uh to assist whether it's just one person because that's all it needs or you know five to ten people because that's what the project needs it's it's like i said every project is so unique and it's really hard to answer those questions especially to you know a client that you're talking to and they're like okay like so give me a like a range of what you want or what what you know you cost and it's like okay well i really can't give you that without knowing what you're trying to do you know because right you know i could tell you what i would want at the end of the day cool but then you come to me with a an idea for a project and i'm like oh yeah no (laughs) 20 times that you know just to pay for you know all the things that you need to pay for so yeah so i'm glad you said that actually um so is it more of you coming to them with ideas like some sort of communication like hey we want to work together and then from there is it you saying hey i have this idea i think it's worth this much or is it them being like hey this is what we want to try and do how much could you how much do you want for to do this yeah so how's the negotiation process like right now where i'm at in my career um i am more hands-on with stuff like that but you know, like a DP who shoots a feature film that's in theaters, like he has an agent. So like, usually there'll be a production company who gets hired by a client, you know, and they do all of that discussion, you know, okay, here's, here's the project that we're going to do. And sometimes it's, you know, the, the company or the client coming up with the idea, or sometimes it's the client hiring a production company and saying, Hey, we, we need you to come up with an idea, but they'll do most of that um discussion and and back and forth and then they would reach out you know to different agents to try and find directors and dps maybe they have people in mind maybe they don't and then you know then that would get thrown into my lap and they'll say to me here's the rate and then i can either accept it or deny it but where i'm at right now is way below that um and i'm kind of doing that hands-on negotiation and um, discussion myself and again it depends on sometimes you know i have artists that come to me and say hey this is exactly what i want and i'll say to them well i need some creative input or i'm not doing it or i'll say that's awesome let's do it or you know i'll come to them and say hey i have this idea it fits your vibe you know what do you think um and then we kind of go from there um but i'm also trying to work with more producers to kind of handle a lot of that stuff too um a lot of the legwork that kind of goes into setting up productions and handling clients and all that. Cause you know, between the three of us and everyone else listening, I would <laughs> love to be as far away from the client as possible. Um, you know, obviously when something goes wrong, that falls down on you. Um, if you're the one talking with them and sure. which, which is fair, but also, 
you know, even if nothing goes wrong and the client just has a bad day, that's coming down on you and that's not fun. And right. a lot of the times the client wants to, you know, intervene and, and with their creative and maybe that, you know, opposes your creative and then, you know, you kind of, uh, you hit a wall and that that's not good for anybody. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely trying to get to a point where, you know, other people are kind of doing that discussion and negotiation for me. Right. No, that makes sense. I totally get that. So with, uh, you mentioned the clients having a bad day or whatever, um, how do you, or how would you deal with a client who's very just not cooperative, very difficult to work with? Maybe they're lowballing on price. How do you handle those sort of situations? Yeah, Whether it's, it's on tough. set or in negotiations or in any aspects or any facet of production. Well, I can start with not on set. It's tough because I'm definitely a very anti-confrontational person, which, you know, isn't a great quality because I think sometimes you just have to deal with things. And um, I definitely understand that and realize that. But I think with clients, whoever they are, it's tough because like they're giving you an opportunity sometimes. Like sometimes you're working with clients that are like, okay, you know, this is a great opportunity and you don't want to disappoint and all that. But there comes to a point where you're a human being and you kind of need to have that respected. And sometimes clients don't see you as that. And if that's the case, like you need to put your foot down and stand up for yourself. And even if that means lose project, but obviously at the end of the day, like, you know, if it doesn't get to that point, it's always, you know, clients always right. Um, which, you know, sometimes is a good mentality, sometimes isn't, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Offset, I would say. But onset, I think luckily I get enough of like an adrenaline rush because there's so much going on that, that, you know, usually the schedule's so tight. So it's always go, go, go that your brain kind of just kicks into like business mode and easier to kind of deal with those things on set, even in, if you have to be blunt about them. Because like, again, like I can be nice to you and whatever, but then we're wasting an hour and we're not going to get the project done. Or I can just say to your face like this has to happen. We can't do it this way you know, this is how we're doing it because that's what's going to, you know, get the project done and done on time and done right. So it, it, there definitely is a line and you kind of have to walk that line um, depending on who that client is and depending, you know, how things are going. But, but yeah, I think it's definitely important to keep in mind that everyone's a human being and, you know, I only like to really work with people who understand that. And um, if a client doesn't understand that, then I really don't want to be a part of it because I think that that's, you know, just part of ethical business. You have to, I, I don't believe that you look at people like, you know, money signs. I think you have to look at people as human beings and, and respect what they're bringing to the table. And if you can't do that, then, you know, there shouldn't be a working relationship. So I love that. Uh, but I feel like, unfortunately, there's not many people who think that way. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would say I'm in the minor minority yeah, there. Yeah, which sucks, but, I mean, that's the way the world is. You know, we yeah. just got to adapt. Yeah. Hence hence why you do have to, you know, turn it on once in a while. But, yeah. Ah, that's got to be some sort of balancing act. Of yeah, just definitely. Having to grate your teeth and smile and just suck it up. Because I worked in customer service, so I know sort of yeah. what that's like. The customer's always right. The client's always right. Ah, uh, but man, that that gets tough after the while. Yeah, I would definitely say I would definitely say that film filmmaking is like customer service on steroids, especially once you get to a certain point, because there could be, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands and maybe even millions and millions and millions of dollars on the line. 
Yeah. So you kind of have to walk that line. But then at the end of the day, it's like, like I said, like, look, we can play your games, but at the end of the day, if you don't listen to me right now, like, and trust my creative and trust why you hired me, like, it's not going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but at that level, like, the egos have to be just out of this world with millions of dollars on the line. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so what does your creative process look like when planning out, whether it's a music video, let's do music video specifically, since that's your primary project, right? Yeah. So what so, does that process look like? So again, um, that's always going to be different depending on how it's, you know, initiated, okay. but, but usually, you know, I'll get in contact with an artist. They'll be like, cool, what do you have? Um, and then I'll just, you know, figure out who the artist really is, what their vibe is, whatever, try and come up with an idea. And then I kind of come up with that story of that idea. And what I do is I put together, you know, like a treatment. Um, and that treatment will include all the beats to the song. Like at this moment, like well, this happens and this is the emotion we're trying to get across and really just pitch the idea almost like in a pitch deck to a client. Um, okay. And... So we don't know what any of those words mean. So, <laughs> okay. so you're just laying out the different, Okay, so at this part of the song, we're going to be here and doing this in this scene. It's essentially just trying to convince the artist that, like, what the idea is and how it's going to play out. So it's just okay. talking about, you know, like, filmmaking has to do a, a lot with, like, emotion and story storytelling. So it's like, you have to explain to the client or the artist, what is the story? What's the emotion? How are we getting that across? So I do that inside of a treatment. Um, and the treatment, like I said, is just almost like a PDF um, file that will include images, like reference images to give the artist or client an idea of what it might look like or the different shots we might be using at different points in the, in the video. And then, you, you know, like a breakdown of each point in the song, uh, whether it's the verse or chorus or whatever. And maybe it talks about locations that we want to use and whatever. It's just kind of like this, this cute little you know, package thing that you send to the artist that is just like, hey, this is my idea and this is why it sounds awesome. I hope you agree. And then, you know, either they love it or they hate it. And then if they love it, it moves forward. And then from that point, it's just starting pre-production and figuring out, you know, the dates that the shooting is and, you know, booking locations, booking crew, booking gear, um, different equipment that we might need to get it done um and all that which you know could could be a whole podcast in itself but yeah so pre-production is everything leading up to shooting um all the scheduling and and you know that technically that that legwork that we were talking about earlier right so no one that's the thing that no one appreciates is the pre-production okay um and then production which is the filming and then post-production which is the editing and uh making it look all nice so yeah usually i just contact an artist say hey let's work and then they're like cool let's work and then i throw them a, a music video treatment and then they accept or deny and if they accept we kind of just go through those steps okay so now um we talked about the pre-production and all that now in post-production you're doing editing and all that like you mentioned or are you being like do you have editors or is it like you said like it's project by project if we have the budget yeah. for it yeah if we have budget for it i definitely would love to hand that off to an editor but a lot of the projects that i've been working on um i'm also editing okay yeah that's a good good skill to have i mean 
do all sure. facets of it, yeah. Yeah, and it, it definitely helps. That can only benefit you. But yeah, I mean, when I'm you sure have it would to... be a lot easier. Yeah, and when Sorry. you do have to work for an editor, it, it helps kind of knowing how things work and the lingo and all that so you can right. properly you know communicate and understand what their job is and how how much it means to the project you know so you're, you're also respecting what they're doing too yeah absolutely um so shifting gears a little bit here from your dan brink director for photography perspective what off the top of your head are some movies that may not have been very good whether it was bad acting or writing or whatever but technically or visually uh made up for it or impressed you or anything like that that's also a tough one because i definitely am just a sucker for good movies and i feel like i feel like if it looks good like my job can only do so much like as a director of photography you can make something look really good but like you can make poop look really good but like it's always (laughs) going to be poop right like it's always going to smell sure it's always going to be like, you know, like something's weird about this. And then you realize, oh, it's because it's poop. So like, <laughs> I think. Fantastic metaphor. Yeah, I think like I can make something look really good. But if the acting's not there or any DP, you know, if the acting's not there or the writing's not there, it's going to show. And that's what makes movies, you know, kind of, you know, do well or not. I think it's a cohesive thing. And that's what I love about it is you know everybody kind of has to come together and do their own part and do it well for the whole thing to kind of you know work so right i really don't have any examples for you i can just say that if if the if the cinematography was good i'm still not gonna like it if the acting was bad so okay that's totally fair yeah so i'll ask you a different question then what impresses you in film what sort of film aspects or like something a dp does that impresses you what are you like oh my god that looked amazing or that was shot beautifully they did this which made this effect which oh my god yeah i think what what about those sort of things i think in terms of cinematography and and the camera itself i think just anything innovative anything that's different and not just you know putting a camera pod and making it look pretty like that's easy and it's been done a million times like probably a trillion times so a lot goes into, you know, making a film look good. And I think what really impresses me is DPs and directors and, you know, films finding a way to be within that process and do something that hasn't been done before or put a new spin on something that maybe has been done before, just making it a little more modern or, uh, you know, I don't know. But definitely anything, okay. anything innovative for sure. All right. My follow-up to that is how good was 1917? <laughs> I was waiting for the question of so what films would you say are innovative (laughs) and that's my only only answer is 1917 i think if you enjoy film or movies at all you need to go see that that movie definitely worth it you need to see it in theaters before it's gone so only probably a few more weeks now it's worth the money it's worth the time it's a long one but it's super super innovative Super heartfelt, real, raw. I think everybody did a fantastic job on that film. I hope it wins Best Picture. I don't want to spoil it too much. All I would say is if you haven't seen it, go see it. And then maybe take some time afterwards to watch the behind the scenes to maybe learn about what I mean when it when I talk about innovative and what those filmmakers were able to do to kind of capture that film and, and tell the story. Truly breathtaking. I'm so glad you said that. 
<laughs> I'm so glad you said that. One of the best movies I've ever seen in my life, if not the best. So yeah. So okay. So fun fact for everyone listening: we're recording this interview after we recorded everything else. So, <laughs> and when we Uh-oh. recorded everything else, we already talked about 1970. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So this is gonna. This yeah. Gonna hopefully be that plays in pretty well then. And yes, and that would have been great. This if guy didn't like, bring. Back- and I was like, yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Oh my god, I would look like such an idiot. But, uh, <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been fantastic, actually. But yeah, but he actually knows what he's talking about. So yeah, heed my words. Whoosh. Oh, all right. So now we're gonna jump uh jump around a little bit here. I found something very very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a question for you, but I want you to walk us through. The inception and lifespan of your Wolves clothing brand. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, so in 2013 or 14, I started a clothing company called We Are Wolves. And uh, yeah, I had just quit my last band and I kind of needed a creative outlet because I didn't have one anymore. And that's kind of how I found it. I just was like, you know what, I'm going to make some t-shirts, put, you know, some images on them and see how this goes. And it was a lot of fun and it was a huge learning experience. And I, you know, I did pretty well for, for myself. It was only around for a little bit, but yeah, I loved it a lot. And all (laughs) I can really say though, fun fact for everybody is I think without that clothing brand, I probably wouldn't be dating the girl I'm dating right now because she played a huge part in that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I was doing it for myself or maybe to get a little closer to her. So, Oh my gosh. Where, where, where'd you get the name? We are wolves. Um, well, I think I wanted to call it wolves. And then I hit somebody up on Facebook who also had like a clothing brand named wolves. And I was like, yo, you don't use your Facebook and you don't really do anything anymore. Can I have the name? And he just responded like F you man. And I was like, what? (laughs) So I was like, I guess, I guess this isn't going to work. So I kind of just thought about it for a few days. And then I was like, I, I think maybe I was like tossing that around as like a slogan or something, you know, I don't know. And then I kind of just expanded the name to We Are Wolves. And I don't know. I've always just liked wolves. They're cool. They're badass. I like dogs. Dogs are wolves, technically. So, yeah. And I think it was just an empowering, you know, animal to kind of represent what I was trying to do with bringing people together and making some cool uh, shirts and designs and stuff. So it just it just felt right in the moment. Absolutely. Apologies for my long absence on, on the interview. I fell asleep for the last 20 minutes like I did during 2017. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk because if I say anything, I think I'll just get kicked off the podcast. So I'll just accept that at face value and, and I'm going to bite my tongue. Dan, Dan, wait, Dan, Jordan did not mention that I actually went and saw that movie a second oh, yeah. time and stayed up the whole time. And, and those 25 minutes that I, that I missed, I like the movie a lot. Like... <laughs> better I, it's easily my top five yeah because you watched a story without the middle part of the story and you were like yes. what so okay finally... maybe not the middle part but like the beginning half uh, yeah. it, it was well good. i'm glad i'm glad you took the time and and spend an extra 15 bucks to see it again because yeah like we said before it's only worth it and i'm glad that you were able to kind of get your full experience out of it i won't i won't i mean credit you a credit to Dan because if I wasn't in LA and Dan did not insist on going to see this movie, I honestly probably would have never seen it. At least in the yeah, theaters. Yeah. Fair. So kudos. 
Um, so back to the wolves. What um, what would you say is your biggest takeaway from doing all of that? Other than my girlfriend? <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Is she in the room with you? Is she right next to you? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I'm teasing. Yeah, right. Hopefully. Hey, babe, I love you. <laughs> um, I... All right, man, you can hop off the line now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I learned a lot that even helps me today with what I'm doing with cinematography. I think, you know, I, lo- I learned a lot about design. I took graphic design in high school and that was kind of a fun outlet for me to kind of do that for real. And then creativity is a spectrum. And I think that forced a lot out of me and which I think also helps me now. And I learned from my mistakes and everything that I was doing then. And it helps me today. So I think that's definitely my biggest takeaway. And I was able to meet a lot of cool people doing it. So that was awesome. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that'd be it. Yeah, no, I love that. That uh, sounds great. Uh, That's all I have for you. Uh, But I know Zach has a little bit. I think just before we go into that to that game challenge, I'd, I'd like to ask one more thing. Is there like one thing like that stands out that you're like most proud of that you've worked on and created? Hmm. Good question. That is a good question. I think yes um, and no. I think the first thing that really pops into my head is uh, a music video that I did for one of my best friends who's an artist. Um, his name's Mike Schiavo, really talented um, kid. He goes by Mikey. I we we did a one fun fact. Mikey did. Sorry to interrupt. No. But Mikey actually did our intro music. Hey, yeah, I gotta get enough. shout Look out. Look at that. It's funny to bring him up because he that motherfucker did our intro music. There you go. We're just we're just <laughs> He's get... very very talented. Yes, we're just As you we're guys just riding him hard tonight. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but we we put together a one take music video for his uh, first single that he released. You know, a few years back, and it was something that was very hard to do a one take music video is not easy even though people might think they are it's a lot it's even more prep um, and rehearsals and all that so I think we were able to you know get a really good image for him and it was a lot of fun and I got to work with some of my best friends in the world so that's always fun you know every project's different and you kind of I I keep saying that and it's so cliche but it's so true I kind of learn something new every time and you know I'm more proud of things you know different things every time so yeah, I would say every project I've I've enjoyed and been proud of in, in some fashion, uh, maybe not fully, but uh, but yeah. No, I like that. I, you know, gaining some some different from every experience that you have is definitely some crucial to move forward in any in any industry or profession that anybody's taken on. You always want to you know develop your skill set and just experiencing new things can make you versatile and diverse and stuff like yeah, that definitely. but uh going into the challenge or the challenge so yeah explain that. to us what this actually is yeah so it's gonna be <laughs> name that movie i'm gonna oh read no a, um, oh my a god movie, a movie that i have uh, that i had selected uh, oh and, no you know it'll be a challenge between jordan and dan and i'll uh let's say we'll play up to three the first one to get that three. might take all night yeah, we're gonna be I, here forever. Oh my! We'll see how it well, goes. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Neither of us watches movies. Yeah. No, I mean yeah, I watch yeah. a lot of movies, but I have literally the worst memory in the world, and I, I'm a DP who can't even name another <laughs> DP. Like, all right, let's do it. This is gonna be good. All right. Good. These are not long quotes, so let's see how fast we go. Okay, you ready? Yep. All right, first one. No amount of money ever bought a second of time. Oh, frick! Why do I man can't jump? No. Why do I feel like this is um what's that guy who like got older as he got younger? Benjamin Biden. No. Oh. I don't have a clue. Yeah, me neither. It's 
Wow, Avengers Endgame. Oh, I'm not a, I'm not I don't a even... huge Marvel guy. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We'll get, we'll respect, give them more generic, respect to what they're doing. One. I'm just not a huge Marvel guy or superhero <laughs> guy in general. Question to or movie. Zach's two. like, okay, they're all Marvel, so <laughs> no, they're not. That was the only one. That was the only one. Jordan told me I couldn't do more than one one Marvel movie. Great, great. <laughs> I've only seen right. like Hulk and the first Iron Man. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, we well, got some catching up to do. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get on the. Give me twenty um, years, I'll get that, to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more even coming out, so oh, better get caught up soon. Second movie, uh, you're going to need a bigger boat. Uh, that's Jaws. Damn. Yep. <laughs> Point Jordan. I'm gonna have to find a new career. <laughs> Third movie. You either you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become. A oh my god! Oh. I say that all the time. Fuck! Is that come on, guys. Superman? No. <laughs> I say that all the time. I've no idea. If I want Dan to guess, then I'm going to give you a hint. Oh man! Uh, I, it's like on the tip of my tongue. I feel like I've definitely seen this. And I've who's in it? Hundred percent. What was that? I said who's in I it? I said you hundred percent have seen this movie. Oh, frick. I'm going to say Godfather. No. Good guess. Jordan, Jordan, this hint pertains to you. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you obviously, obviously, you mentioned that we previously recorded this stuff before this interview. I mentioned the movie then. Oh, dude, what? Uh, in, the record, in the recording that we did before, I, I mentioned it. I feel like this hint is a little unfair. Yeah, it's extremely okay, unfair. It's, it, well, actually, I don't know because I don't it's even a know super, it. <laughs> it's a superhero movie. Okay, uh, Batman it's not begins. Marvel. Close. Oh, oh, I know it. Ah, oh, that's yeah, that's extremely unfair. <laughs> it's the Dark Knight. Oh, I get a half point. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Harvey Dent, man. Um, Damn, that's really from Dark Knight. I say yeah. that all the time. Yeah, it's a good saying. Okay, this one. If you guys don't get this in like a second, I'll be ashamed. Or you should be ashamed of yourself, I guess. There is only one way this war ends. Last man standing. Saving Private Ryan. No. Uh, ooh. Dunkirk. Um, full Metal Jacket. Dude, are you guys kidding me? I have no idea. I'm telling you right now, I have the worst memory in the world. And I'm not a Is that from Shrek? Shrek 2. Dude. Shrek 3. Dude. Dude, how? Cars. How did you Cars get that, 2. Cars 3. <laughs> Okay, nineteen seventeen. Oh, oh my god! At the end, at the end, dude, come on. Yeah, I knew that. I was just letting Jordan get it. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I knew that. I just wanted Zach to say nineteen seventeen. <laughs> That's being a great person. <laughs> That's what a good and host a good does, cousin. right? Because I'm the host. Ooh, I was talking about Dan. Ugh. Oh. All right. Well, that's our show. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you guys want one more quote, I got some more. Hit, hit me with it's not very common. So well. hit me with another one. One more. Yeah. All right. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Force gum. Force gum. Ah! Yep. Hundred percent. No, that was the tie. Ooh, I'm gonna give it to Dan. Okay. No, fine. Dan did let me stay in his guest room. Ah, uh, you did get <laughs> fucking gum on the couch. Oh, dude! Oh, bring that up, dude. <laughs> Too far. All right, All right next movie. Next movie. <laughs> All right, last one. Last one. 
I want you to draw me like Titanic. one of your French girls. Yep. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Right. No, winner, it's fine. Winner, that's winner. fine. We're just gonna put it. We're gonna put an asterisk next to this game. It's fine. I beat you with two Congrats. And a half points. Congrats. I don't know. As, oh as yeah, the that's host right. Of this podcast. Damn. Man. What? Dan has two and a half points. Ooh, fair, fair. All right, sudden death. Next one wins. All right, fine. <laughs> okay, this one. This one is a long one. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, sure. We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. Remember the Titans. The football? Dude, let me finish the quote. Remember the Titans. That's correct. Jarhead. Three and a half Didn't points goes to Dan. Coneheads. Coneheads. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I still won. Yeah. Yeah, Dan with, definitely won. With that half a point. Yeah, I mean, half if we're point was up, crucial. yeah, you did a three, I guess. Nah, we'll we'll give it to we'll give it to the guest. It's cool. It's cool. Woo! Yeah, Ty goes to the guest. <laughs> First ever movie challenge winner. Yeah, I'll take it. Probably, Congrats. yeah. Probably the last Hopefully. movie challenge winner. Like I'll get beat <laughs> hey, right you, away. You never know. Maybe you'll have to come back on and uh, yeah, defend my defend title. title. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I think we covered all the base the bases. Awesome. Uh, well. Thanks again for coming on, Dan. We really, really appreciate it. This yeah, is no inaugural problem. guest. First guest ever. <laughs> Very special guys. one. Thank you guys for having me. I really, really uh, enjoyed it. So I'll definitely absolutely. be back. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, brother. We'll All talk right. to you later. I'll see you guys later. Have a good night. All right, man. See you, you too. Take Bye. Care. Boy, wasn't that just swell? Now here's this. All right, so we just want to thank Dan again for coming on. That was a great chat we had with him. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Zach, what's the best movie ever made? Um, in, in my personal opinion, I think the greatest movie ever made is The Dark Knight. Ooh, strong choice. I don't know about best ever. Okay, give, give, but give Christian Bale some respect, dude. No, that was great. It was great. Yeah. It was a, good, it was a very, very good movie. What? Okay. Respectable well, choice. Okay, what do you think the greatest movie of all? Um, I'm playing the recency bias card and saying 1917 for me. Okay, okay. It, we, we, it just blew me away. We did see that together at, at the yes first time. That is true. Why I was at Very LA. Yes, that's right. I thought it was pretty um, good too. Yeah. Yeah, it made me. I was telling you this. It made me fucking Bob, Bob, sob like a baby. Yeah, it just, I can't say enough good things about it. I'm getting worked up like talking about it. It was just so amazing. Yeah. It was shot beautifully. The acting was perfect. It was just, every aspect just was stupendous. Roger Deakins did knock it out of the park with the DQ Yeah, work. he's a genius. Yeah. Sam Mendes, the director, was amazing. Yeah, you know, I think he won what? Uh, director of the Year or something? Yeah, Actors Guild. Guilty, yeah, like that. Yeah, no. For best director, really good. Director of the year. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, you say it was okay. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, that's you're saying that it was okay because you fucking fell asleep when we saw it, dude. I was, I Dick. was, I, <laughs> dude. I was dozing off for the first thirty minutes. I was dealing with the time change, dude. Oh my god, time change. No, the funniest part about that is that on the car ride there, my roommate Amanda even asked Zach straight up, "Are you gonna be okay?" With the time change, you're gonna stay up. And Zach, 
fucking beaming was like yes i'm excited this is great let's do it i'll be fine i'll be fine he said i was fine yeah I was, for some of them. i wasn't fine for the first 25 minutes and then the hour and 30 minutes i were like the fact after. that you fucking fell asleep during that movie gets me so triggered and i hate you for it Okay, okay. It was so good. All right, if it makes you feel any better, I did go see the movie a second time in theaters, and I stayed up the whole entire time. That does, but... And like, honestly, wait, that's... wait. Honestly, the, the 25 minutes that I've, like, missed, I liked it be- I liked the movie better after I saw those 25 minutes. Good. That's That does make me feel better. But I did not cry like you. That's because you have no heart. did not drive that's me emotionally... Insane. Well, that's nah, crazy. I would, didn't cry. I say entirely, the ending. If if you if you're not if you're not a little bit sad at the ending, you know the whole movie just had me from the from the first second to the very last. I it had me. I put it in my top five movies I've ever seen. I'll give you that. I I can't say enough good things about it. Go see that if you have not seen that movie, people. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's one of those movies that like. I'm pissed because like I don't even want to go see it again because I I I'll I won't get that feeling of seeing it for the first time ever again. And I hate that. But you'll definitely watch it a couple more times. I mean probably, but that feeling's not going to be there. It's still going to be great, but that feeling of seeing it for the first time and experiencing those emotions Oh my god! I mean, that's every. I mean, anybody who thinks a movie's good, I feel like that's you know that's kind of like the thing. Like, I honestly, I, I'll be honest with you. I think 1917 is the best movie I've seen in a long, long, long time. But the movies I've loved, like I know you're not a big fan of it, but like Avengers, the Avengers, like all those movies, like the End Game, the last one, like like the first time was the best. Like I've watched it like two or three more times after that. It's just not the same, you know. It's just yeah, not the that's. Same true but like it also didn't take 30 years to get to that point <laughs> like the marvels no no <laughs> it's I, like one movie yeah not 50 no i'm saying no i'm saying that one movie that last movie about how right. all that build-up i'm saying like after i saw that first time you see that movie it's not the same the yeah, second no, third time for any movie that you yeah, think good fair. that's what i'm yeah, trying to fair. say but the, you know marvel is a masterpiece dude and you better not be disgraced in that name okay i am not i don't want to get you fired (laughs) i'm good yeah back up host quotation marks jesus damn dude timmy really got to you (laughs) Uh, you know i i am shook you got to send me that so i can post that on the wall and use that in motivation i'll bring it to the i'll put it i'll put it on my phone and go to the gym i'll make me work out hard every day all right rocky settle down (laughs) damn right on the rock I said Rocky. Oh, I thought you said Rock. <laughs> what? Why would the hell would I call you the Rock? Dude, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, dude, the icon. I mean, yes, he's an icon, but why? The great one. Yeah, okay. All right, that's all we have this week. We would just like to thank you for tuning in. Um, I know we're just starting out, but it can only get better from here as we sort of kind of fake our way through this and try and figure out what the heck we're actually doing. <laughs> So, uh, in the meantime, <clears throat> make sure to follow us on all social medias at No Biz Podcast, N O B I Z Z Podcast. Uh, make sure to email 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 us questions, comments, concerns, any sort of feedback at all to help us help you. Um, you or fan mail, yeah, absolutely fan mail. Uh, 
greatly encouraged. If you liked it, uh, hopefully little Tammy uh, blaze the trail for you guys to give us your best shot. Please don't that send a message sent. like Timmy. <laughs> Please make them all like that. That all can be sent to nobusinesspod at gmail.com. Um, but if you miss any of those, the links will be down in the description. Um, make sure to fill out the survey that's going to come out and tell us how much you hate us. The link to that can be found uh, on our socials immediately after the release of each episode. So as soon as you're done uh, listening to this, go over, fill out the survey, say you hated it, and then so we know. Boom. Uh, what else you got, Zach? New episodes every Thursday. So yes, be looking out right. for those on anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify. We'll probably have a version on Anchor as well. And, you know, obviously the links will all be on all our social medias, like Jordan said before. Yeah. So we are really excited about this, and hopefully you guys are too. Uh, stick around. Please stay tuned for a lot more to come. See you next week.